Hello everyone. Welcome to my podcast. Gilberto Silva, The Invisible Wall. It's great to have you here again, watching us, me and my friend Tim Chase. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. This is our introduction. No? How, yeah. do you, how do you start from the when you start like this? You know? I did that, sorry. Yes, let's get in there. Let's go. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. For today? Let's get in there. Oh, fantastic. But I would like to just start something about how we came about, you know, to start mm. a podcast. It's something maybe people don't know because when we start the, this podcast, you know, it was uh, for me it was something uh, I was not, let's say, used to do it. Mm. But then, you know, after the few episodes we, we had, I think, oh, I think now is the moment that we can explain a little bit better. Yeah, I think we can understand a bit more, a bit more about what we're going to do with the, what you're going to do with the podcast. Yeah. I think the difference between the sh- what you usually do on a TV show or a radio show, you go in there and they ask you questions about stuff. So you're going to talk sport or soccer AM, and they're going to ask you about Arsenal or Brazil or football or something, and you just give your answers about it. Well, this is actually your show where you can talk about whatever you want, which is great. Yeah. There's also a little bit of pressure behind it as well. But the point is, uh, is about giving my opinion and uh, what things I believe is right. But I'm um, always trying to be very positive. You know? This is the way I am. As people have seen me over the past year doing some interview or whatever, it's the kind of person I, I am and try to do things the best way, very positive. Yeah, I guess. Why not keep doing it? Yeah, I'm really negative, so we balance each other out really well. He's a bad guy. Yeah. You know, sometimes. <laughs> but, well, this is, uh, we have a few talks to go through. I hope you enjoyed it. And once again, we are very happy to do this. And uh, what's the talk for today? So, and, um, we're going to go through, well, we're going to go through last week's results and talk about our, our consistently bad performance in the prediction of the scores. Yeah, this is a problem. We need to really think about this because we're not coming up very well. <laughs> really poor results again. Uh, I mean, it's not my reputation I'm worried about. It's your uh, reputation the that's The point is, so if, if you keep prediction, <laughs> and the point is, if you keep doing so, so shitty <laughs> this prediction, I think we, sh- we must pay something. We must do some sort of <laughs> because it's so awful. Well, you were going to tell me to shave my beard off, and my <laughs> my, <laughs> my girlfriend said that she should. Uh, rather I move out than shave my beard off. So it says a lot about the strength of my relationship. I'm not going to do like Ronaldo hair. Do you know what? I've got an idea. The loser of this week's one has to get their tattoo, the GS Invisible Wall podcast tattooed somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Even though it was a pen. Something yeah, yeah. like that. Right? Yeah, not your face. It must yeah. be on like, your yeah, leg or so. something like that. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, we, have, we must pay because we have been no food the last, you know, last episode doing like... Um, Trying to do the, the prediction of the games, but so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's, what's going on. Well, right. I think do you know what? I think as we're talking about the predictions and we're discussing what the results are, I don't. They're not ridiculous results. I think the the thing is the Premier League is so competitive at the moment that it's hard to predict because with regard like Man City, Manchester United, everyone would have said Manchester Manchester City win, and then Man City, Man United go and ruin it for everyone. Uh, yeah. So it's the Premier League's fault, not ours. Exactly. <laughs> but this is a good thing. Yeah. It's a good it's a good thing, uh it's because nice because the competition is unpredictable. Exactly. And that's what's the, the best thing in the world. to go to the games and uh, this game you mentioned the Deb in Manchester. You expect maybe City to win the game mm. and then Manchester United were very solid and they play a very very good game. Mm. And um this the 
it's a kind of situation you have, but we, we cannot forget it's a, it's a two big clubs. Massive clubs. And it's a Manchester derby, right? It's, it's true. And uh, when you go to this kind of game, you have to be sharp for it. Mm. You have to be on your top. And uh, was a, my opinion was a very good game. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. And, um, I watched it twice. I fell asleep. Yeah, it was, it was a very good game. I could not sleep watching this game. Well, I've, I have a six-month-old child at home. So yeah. if I get sleep anywhere, <laughs> I'll take it. Did you so mind? You? I fell asleep for most of the second half. So I was quite happy with that. I think you were tired overnight. <laughs> Not sleeping. When I have a child that hates sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I yeah. think it was, it was a very good game yeah, and uh, some other results. I think during the weekend also yeah. proved that uh, Premier League, every game is, uh, is a different situation. You have a uh, full of emotions. And uh, but I hope our prediction works better for the next. For the we can't, it can't get any worse. It, it can't get it worse. can be worse. It's <laughs> the problem. It's it can so, be right. worse. So let's go through our predictions the way we did them last week. So we had Everton versus Chelsea. You had one all. Yeah. I had two nil to Chelsea. It was three one yeah. to Everton. Zero points. Zero points. Um, Bournemouth versus Liverpool. Well, in fact, we should probably talk about that because Duncan Ferguson took uh, came in charge of their start uh, parted company with Silver, their coach, and their Everton. Another manager, another management casualty. Um, yeah, it's been. I think Marco Silva was was under pressure. Anyway. Yeah, was under pressure for the last few games, and uh, it's become quite common this this kind of situation. The Premier League, the clubs mm. are not patient anymore. Uh, well, they were quite patient with him though, weren't they? Yeah, it was two, two, one. Well, I suppose at the same sort of time as Emery. How long? How long stay? One and a half year. I think so. Yeah, but for example, if you compare maybe five, ten years ago, yeah. you know, the, the, the money still lasts a little bit longer. Mm. Maybe, maybe, probably not too long, mm. like five, six years, but a little bit more. Then nowadays we have seen this more often, you know, they, they change a little bit more well, in their coaches. Yeah, I mean, so it's. it's I mean, we're going to talk about Arsenal more, but talking about coaches, so obviously Spurs had a poor run of results, sacked, uh, sacked Pochettino, recruited Mourinho really, really quickly. Yeah. I and mean, it's quite insensitive in some ways, um, thinking about what he's done. But it's, six years. but it's there for six years, but they replaced him really quickly, so there's no way they could have done that interview process that quickly. That was obviously being done behind the scenes, which is, I guess, normal. But then you compare that to Arsenal, who took a long time to and a long stream of results to part company with Unai Emery and still haven't kind of come up with a replacement. Um, I think so they are, they are, they are, my opinion is that they are trying to be very careful in terms uh, who they, they bring or not bring. Yeah. Because um, uh, let's see if um, Fred start to get the results. Hopefully so. Uh, and um, they won against their last game against West Ham. Mm. Uh, three three one yeah away game which played uh, really well, but very, well yeah it's a very good result but I know the first two was not the result they expected you know? no. it's, uh, two draws and um, make things a little bit harder for them mm. the beginning of the process when Fred as an interim coach took charge of the team mm. uh, it put a lot more pressure when they don't get the result change the, change the manager but the result does not come mm. and but after this this result you know everything is possible if you keep uh, 
get the gear, the results, win, play the team. But the team, the team needs to respond on the field. Yeah, this is the most important thing. For this last game against uh, West Ham, they they have a better answer. Mm. Yeah, I think they played quite well. I think I don't know if you were talking to your mate Fred, but he seems to change the formation a little bit. Looks after Ozil a little bit, as we discussed. Yeah, we discussed. And obviously brought Pepe on, so I don't know if Pepe upset Emery, but he was obviously the record signing for Arsenal, and he scored a great goal yesterday. That was a very good goal. Fantastic, fantastic. You thought it was offside, though. No, no, I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> I confusion ball because uh, the situ the position when he got the ball in the moment he scored is very similar to the position when he got the, the the pass from Aubameyang mm -hmm. and crossed to him yeah, yeah. again and he scored. Mm -hmm. I think uh, looks a little bit you know from when when you watch it very very quick and maybe Aubameyang was a little bit front mm -hmm. of the defenders. The defenders just stop and just raise up mm -hmm. their, their hands, you know, asking for, for offside, but mm -hmm. nothing was given. And 3-1, um, three, three, you know, for, for us in that moment. Yes, West Ham, why West Ham? Because West Ham were in a bit of, bit of a good form as well. They beat Chelsea last week, didn't they? So they were a decent, half-decent run. So, And it's a derby as well, a London derby. That's a massive result for us, you know, at this, this point of mm -hmm. the competition, because after two months, without winning the game. Yeah, it's, it's a long, long uh, time without winning a game for us, you know. And a uh, very important result, you know. You see Pepe score, mm -hmm. uh, Aubameyang keeps scoring goals, but you see again Martinelli, yep. it's a uh, Brazilian young boy, he's just enjoy being uh, on the field when he's there, play. Once again, he scored a very important goal for the club at this moment. Yeah, it's his first goal. Wasn't it? First yeah, goal for Premier League. No, no it's, it's good. Uh, let's go back to our result. Oh, yes, sir. So uh, he, he's trying just not to talk about <laughs> our results. Yeah. I don't see how. Uh, Everton versus Chelsea. We know that was dog shit. Um, Bournemouth versus Liverpool. Uh, you put two, two one. one, and I actually didn't make a prediction. I forgot to make a prediction last week. We talked over it, so. I think I would have gone for a 3 0 win to Liverpool. <laughs> but we're gonna to have to say that's void. Because I didn't make I didn't make a prediction. No. Um so it's unfair. So we've got to void that one. So it's another still zero points. Yeah. Even zero points for me. Then we had Spurs versus Burnley. You had two one? Yeah. I had three one. It was actually five nil. So one point for getting nowhere near the right score. <laughs> then, and it's probably good to talk about Spurs. Um, well, Liverpool first. So Liverpool obviously in a great, a great run, beating their own record, catching you guys up as the Invincibles. They are doing very well at the moment. It's, yeah, they look very strong, mm. very sharp. Winning the games uh, at home and away. This is very important. You know, when you have a team which are very solid in the way they are playing, they can go further without losing a game. Mm. Yeah, people are talking about it. You know, they they can can break it, this record. You know, it's everything's possible. Mm. Of course, it's possible. You know, have to be realistic on this because they are doing very well. You know, and the, the point now, you know, for for all the the clubs similar to our time, everyone who wants to who goes to play against them wants to beat them. 
they want to be the people to but be they have to be very very careful because uh, they are on a very good form mm. things work very well for them despite the fact you know okay everyone know I don't need to say that they got a very good team mm. they got players on that can can be can make a difference in the, in the game players when they come on on a substitute on a sub they can they can do the same you know there's uh, a good group of players well they seem to be balancing each other out because of Beginning of the season, Salah was flying. Yeah, and was doing incredibly well. And Firmino wasn't doing well. And neither was Mane. Relatively speaking, in their own high standards, not doing very well. And then Mane picked up. Uh, sorry, Firmino picked up, and um, Salah went quiet. Again, respectively speaking. Uh, and then it was Mane for the last few games. Had been banging goals in left, right, and centre. While Firmino and Salah went quiet. So it seems like, and now Salah's picking up, which. And the only reason I know this is because I keep on transferring them in and out of my fantasy football league, uh, my fantasy football team, and I'm just all one week behind. So I've moved Salah in just as he starts not scoring any goals. Okay. And then so so that's that. What happens with my fantasy team? And it, so it seems like they 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 kind of either instinctively know or have this bond where they know like he's not picking it up at the moment. I know he's not playing very well. well it's not that he's not very playing well. They're not scoring, but Marley picks up slack. But they've got three incredible players there that on their day can score a hat-trick on their own. It's for sure, it's for sure. When you have um, more than just one player, that can make a difference, you know. In this league or any other league, it helps a lot, it's very helpful, because um, you have more than one man that mm -hmm. can score goals mm -hmm. and make difference in, during the games. And um, when they are on the pitch, they, they can be, you know, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. They can be very dangerous, you know. It, they bring the attention to them and sometimes can open the space for somebody else to score mm -hmm. as well. Not only them to score, but open up the space because they are, they are very smart, you know. They, they got ability, capability to, to hurt any, any defenders. Mm. And then uh, last weekend, Van Dyke came up and scored two goals. It's not about one of the guys, you know. Yeah. They have like a strong guy at the back that can score a goal as well. Yeah. This is... It's when you have like a, a good team, mm -hmm. a, go, a good and very strong, very strong team. This is what Liverpool are, are at the moment. Mm -hmm. you know, the, the moment they, they are is something, uh, it's very good to watch, mm -hmm. very enjoyable. Yeah. So when you were obviously playing for Brazil and for, for Arsenal, you talked about players that, the teams that didn't have one player that could go out and win you a game. You also had several. Uh, at, um, Arsenal and and Brazil, who was the best game changer that you played with? So someone that you went right, we're in a bit of a tight spot here. It's over to you, Thierry, or it's over to you. Was it that attitude? Did you know that, that he, Ronaldo's going to pick this up? We know we've got, we don't have to worry about it. Uh, when uh, you you have this type of players, it's great, you know, because you know at some point, even though they don't play well in their game, you know, some particular game, they they may not perform their best. But they just need one moment. One moment, yeah. They just need one moment. We have seen this a lot, you know. In Brazil, we have that. Mm. Uh, with Ronaldo, some of the games, he have his best game, but he just need one moment. Mm. I'll give you an example. In, in, against Turkey in the semi-final, he didn't have a, the best of his game, but uh, he just had one moment and he scored a goal, the mm. winning goal, in the semi-final. With Thierry, he had a few times, as well, you know, maybe he didn't have the, the best best day, but uh, he's there. Mm -hmm. He was there 
we knew that uh, in the right moment he would make the, the impact in the game, or he would make the difference and score goals, or create the chance for somebody else. Mm -hmm. This is what those, those type of players uh, do on the pitch. And do you think they know that? They know, of course. So like, I'm having a bad we, game. First, here. we know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. well, let me change. First, they know that. Mm -hmm. But they are, let's say, wait for the right time because mm -hmm. they, when they try and things does not work, they try again, not work, they, they start to get annoyed. Frustrated, yeah. Do you think that's the a general personality of these creative players? Because they, they express themselves, and I guess that's what they're doing is ultimately they're expressing themselves and their creativity and well, throughout the football. And if you stifle someone's creativity, they get frustrated. Do you think that's... Was there any common traits between Ronaldo and Thierry or any of, the, any of these players that you played with? Uh, it's, it's frustrating for them. It's like, for example, my case, I was not on, let's say, play up front, but play as a defensive midfield. When I didn't have... I need, first, you know when you are not having a good game. Mm -hmm. This is important. Once you know that, you have to work out on your mind that game, you know, how you sort your problems because mm. when you are not playing well, it's your problem. Yeah. Because of something, maybe you you are a little bit tired, maybe because you are, let's say, maybe not 100% focused on that day for some reason. Mm. But despite that, you know, you have to find a solution the yeah. game. Okay, how can I I solve this this problem? This is my problem. Mm. I, the, 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 the teammates expect myself to perform mm. but I need to to give them the, the response I need to give them you know what they expect from me mm. but, but sometimes you know it's um, in that case you know we know uh, play with them we need to find a way to support them as mm. well to feed them in, in the best moment we we maybe they produce let's say a good movement Maybe sometime, most part of the game, they didn't want to have the ball. But maybe in one moment, they just change everything. You know? Because they also, you know, they, they blame themselves. You know? I'm, not, I'm not doing well. What mm -hmm. I need to, to do to, to change my situation? Mm -hmm. Nice. So when you were having a, a poor game, do you, obviously, this first thing you, rec you recognize yourself that you're having a poor game. Do you then go, right, back to basics? I now know that I'm not going to play a very good game today. I recognise that. So now I just need to concentrate on the basics, the abstract the team system, and, and making sure I don't let anyone pass me. Do, yeah. Is that sort of conscious in your mindset, or has, what's, what's the sort of well, process you go through? Well, you, you, you got to the point. You had to go back to basics because um, things are not working well. And um, you had to solve the problem, but how to solve the problem is the point. And if you try sometimes to do too much when things are not mm. going well, and you keep struggling. Mm. The point is, okay, I need to go back, step back and go back to base and try to make things simple as possible. Because somehow you lose a little bit of, uh, of the confidence. Mm. And you have to get it back to, to be in the level you expect to be. Mm. Which describes Arsenal right now quite well. Yeah, I think the, the point for us now is just to get to the point of uh, bring the confidence back of all the players. I hope that after this victory against uh, West Ham, the players are feel, let's say, relieved after yeah. a long run without winning the game. 
And a good win. West Ham were doing quite well very, away very from good, home. Very important. And three, three good goals from what we saw. Yeah, very good goals. goals. And three different goal scorers. Oh, this is what they needed more. People keep score, but also find the balance to support those guys up front. Mm. We spoke before we about We did, it. yeah. And you said uh, Lacazette, Pepe and uh, Bamiyang. Yeah, now we have seen like Gabriel, <laughs> uh, Martinelli. Maybe uh, Freddie subscribed to the uh, podcast. <laughs> I see. Chibber, right. you got to come see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got yeah, gold dust here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's what? Do you know he's what? He's something. He's got a microphone. He's listening something. But I think it's, uh, it's about, for them, it's about winning the games. Yeah. It's, impo- it's more important now to get the confidence back. Winning the games than play well. Exactly. This is what they need. At least in the next, I don't know, three, four, five games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so the next game, uh, sorry, we, we said this, but five uh, Spurs uh, versus Burnley, actual five nil. We got the result, score wrong, score right, sorry, score wrong, but the result right. Uh, I think. Did you see Son's goal? Oh yes. And uh, Mourinho called him Sonaldo. <laughs> Well, good, good approach from Maria. Yeah, but that's a great goal. It's oh, like a flash of with, yeah. with George Weir. Do you remember George was, Weir's goal? Oh, it was a fantastic goal. It was a brilliant goal. In, mm. Wow. Sometimes, like, I don't know, on a defensive, you know, uh, way of, of sitting, you know, the, the goal, it seems like the defenders would, were running, but yeah. not to get the ball. No. I just get away. Or but away. The, yeah. But, you know, this, despite that, was a great goal. Yeah. But I think as a defender, they could have done much, much better. Well, there's a touch on the just after halfway line when he cuts, because he's quite, not sort of went in one of the channels, but he's cut into right to the centre, because before they had three players taking him out wide, and he managed to cut in to go to the centre. Yeah. Um, and that moment, that was a really heavy touch. And that was the moment that they had to do it, but they were just all over the place. Yeah, but he was, he was, he was very smart. Well, he's quite quick But also, well. yeah, very smart and very fast too. You know, very powerful. He looks very powerful mm. in the run. He's and a good guy, I think. Yeah, he's quite tall. Yeah, and then it seems like the, they could not catch him. <laughs> no, they were trying, you know, but maybe when you say, uh, let's say, uh, about uh, an opinion, maybe they, they should have done better, maybe should close, tight him up, but because he was fast, mm. was very difficult for them. That was a great goal. Mm, it great. It's very nice when you see this guy. Kind of you don't see them very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. because you don't see, especially in the Premier League, the games are very tight. Sometimes mm. you decide about if you build up from, you know, uh, up front, you know, the final third, uh, make a nice uh, combination of pass, sometimes mm. the cross, but like this, you know, it's not very common. Here. Well, not because you've got managers like Mourinho that stop those type of players, so it's ironic that Mourinho's team scored a goal like that. Because if he had a goal scored like that against him, he would have hated that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he would be very hard against his defenders, I, uh, I guess. But it was a great goal. It was a beautiful goal. Yeah. And I loved it. it was, do you remember the George Weir goal from like the 90s? Where he did it, was it Milan, maybe? But he took it from his own penalty spot and took it all the way through. So powerful. I love it. I love those types of goals. Uh, Man City versus Manchester United. Yeah, we got it wrong again. Yeah, you sound surprised. So you had 2-2, I had 2-1 to Manchester City, actually 2-1 to Manchester United. But I think the result is not really important within that game. I 
think there's lots of things that happened within that game um, that we'll talk about, which is obviously the abuse from the Man City fans. Yeah, um, this is it's terrible. And obviously, yeah. you know, you know Fred pretty well. You work with Fred. Yeah. Um, to talk about how's how's Fred feeling about all this sort of stuff that's happened behind this. Oh, did he first? Did he know that he's? He obviously knew he was hit with the lighter, but did it kind of dawn on him that someone had thrown something at him? Yeah, I watched the game, and um, in the moment, um, you know, the, the sports the, uh, had had this kind of attitude. I don't think he paid notice. No, he had. You know, he was looking on a train direction. Well, he's focused on the game. You don't yeah, expect someone exactly. to be doing that. And um, I spoke to him afterwards, and uh, I asked him how if he saw the guy do this. He said no because. I was looking at a different direction. I say, oh, it's good. Mm. They he just got noticed about the situation after the game finished. Mm. The dressing room when they showed him. But oh, of course, you know, it was very bad. You know, when he went to the corner, tried to get the corner, mm. he got hit by the light. And uh, but it's it's terrible how things have been in the last few weeks in Europe. You know, now we have this this case of abuse racism abuse and uh, I have seen some situation in Ukraine with two other Brazilians, mm -hmm. Tyson and Dentinho. Mm -hmm. I well, think uh, before we had with Balotelli again mm -hmm. in Italy. Yeah, yeah, he walked off the pitch, what if you say? This is ridiculous. Uh, I cannot understand uh, nowadays people still go into the stadium. But it can be in the stadium anywhere, on the street, can be on the street or whatever. I don't know how people still react in this way, being racist, of uh, you know, of somebody. You know, we, um, we can share the same space despite the fact, uh, the color we are. It's it's irrelevant. I mean, I've got a six-year-old son. He doesn't look at people like when he's meet, meets you and things. He doesn't look at you as oh, he's a black man. He goes, "It's my dad's friend and one of my friends." So, well, at what point? I mean, if I. That, that guy who from Manchester City, he has parents. How does that come? It must come from someone like that. So if I say I'm a parent, if I saw my son, if I heard him speaking like that, there'll be hell to pay for this. I would um, have heard, and on this case, um, I think the guy, uh, the police caught him. I think they caught him, yeah. yeah well, they found out where he works. Well, social media, they know where he works. Exactly. Um, so he's probably going to lose his job. Um, well, it's very bad. You know, it's, Listen, in in the end of the day, I know this this kind of uh, attitude is very bad, and the people when they do this, but, um, I feel sorry for those kind of uh, people in the way they do mm. because, for example, feel sorry uh, because they still think on this way, mm. you know, not because I think the attitude is very bad. Mm -hmm. The attitude is very bad. This we have to condemn. Absolutely. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm very against any type of racism or discrimination mm -hmm. we have to, to fight against well, it's, funny, it's, it's the, not nice it's the rainbow laces this but weekend, listen listen how can you look at the mirror afterwards and after having this kind of attitude towards somebody else uh, it's strange sometimes we feel like we are on a strange world you know where people go to a place just to put out what they have inside or whatever, I don't know. Well, I mean, the guy from Man City, he, Raheem Sterling was standing next to Fred. Yeah, pretty much. He got some <laughs> problem in the past. Yeah, and, he had, and like, a year ago he was racially abused yeah. by Chelsea. I mean, how can you racially abuse a player from the other team when probably half your teammates 
Yeah, this is oh, but exactly the race that you're discriminating against and abusing. Well, it makes no sense. Of course, it makes no sense. Well, of course, it makes no sense. Yeah. But I, I hope people learn. Oh. Yeah. I hope the guy learn from well, his mistake. Is that is that how to treat yeah. it? Is that you've got to teach them stuff? How how do we begin their education? I mean, I think so. Obviously, in Bulgaria, the, the England players were abused racially, and they've now got to play some games without with no fans. Do we have to try and do something like this in the in England, where we go right? Do you know what? It's only one fan that's done it, but the whole of that stand now doesn't play. Or that you, you get nine points deduction, as Raheem Sterling say. You've got to have it where you don't have it. My opinion is where um, you've got to have it around him. So if that guy's doing that chant, why aren't the other fans around again? Mate, what are you doing? What are you? What are you, are you doing? Not only and the main term would be losing points, or you're going to get you're going to it's all kicked out. And we've had our next Man City game will be played empty, no fans allowed to watch it. The points you touch is very important. It's uh, okay, somebody can make like this this kind of abuse, but the other people around should notice that and uh, and have a say about it. Mm. It's like the other day I just watched a video from Brazil uh, on social media where a woman had been beaten on a bar um, by a big guy, and uh, she was trying to fight against it and. Uh, he beat them a few times, and they were trying to stop the the girl, not the guy. The other the other, the other guys in the bar mm. was trying to reduce why they don't stop the guy. He was a big guy. That's why. But nobody tried to hey, come on, you are yeah. doing things wrong. It's not nice. Yeah. And uh, but the people. So when a good typing it, saying you should have helped it. Well, what about the people actually there? You should help the uh, the, the girl of yeah. not being beaten. Absolutely. Too and stop the guy, yeah. but they were trying to, to help her, but not the same way with the guy. But this kind of, you know, come back to our point in terms of the racism, yeah. uh, um, that this game, you know, the derby, this is very bad, it's a very bad image, because football is about enjoy, you know. It's the opposite, uh, I mean, how many nationalities did you play against when you were at Arsenal? Yeah, I mean, plenty, you know I mean? plenty of. Well, we had this kind. We had this kind of situation uh, once in Holland. was okay. was quite bad. Uh, the game we won, I think, best B four one, and um, I remember that Thierry arrived in the halftime very angry. At that time, I didn't speak the language. I asked Thierry, "What's going on?" He said about us. You know, some fans were had like uh, monkey songs. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, in the stadium, I said, it's terrible, it's not good. I listen, my, me, I, I never been, let's say, very close. Somebody had, had this kind of attitude mm -hmm. towards me. But uh, I had this kind of situation in the field, you know. One, I remember once, I, in Greece, for example, once in the game, they threw, they threw uh, an inflated banana on Jibril Sissi. He was very young. We were very upset because mm. of this, but the game went on. We just throw the banana off. We we brought him onto the game because it's easy to the players lose the concentration because it's very it's understandable. It's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard, you know. But I remember once my kids. I was having a warming up, and uh, suddenly I just look on on the side, you know, on the phones around this outside the, uh, the fence in one of the stadium Athens. I think it was the game against Panionius, if I'm not wrong. I think so. 
And um, then suddenly one of the guys played the same act in this game, you know. In Manchester City. Yeah. Like monkey. I I start laugh, honestly. Yeah. Because yeah. it it didn't affect me. No. I did the same way to him. No. Because he <laughs> said he said that to me, he looked to me like this. Yeah. Like this, you know, like monkey. I look up to him and do the same. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And he stopped. And then yeah. he did again. I just kiss my, my skin. <laughs> because, no, you know, this not affect me. No. But I understand, you know, every people react different when they have a kind of abuse. Yeah. Now, every situation is different. You know, my situation was one. Uh, you know, the environment I grew up, you know, was one. Those. Mm. People have different kind of backgrounds, environment they grow up, you know, some more tough in terms of uh, racism, abusers, mm. whatever. But um, we have to stop this. Yes, I mean, I mean, how old is Fred? He's 25. 20, he's a young 25, man. 26. What sort of, what, I mean, yes, he's a footballer, but he's a person first and foremost. Yeah. And he's a young man. I mean, if you would, if that was happening in the streets of any city in 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 the world, you would not accept that, no. would you? So why do we accept it at football? I mean, Fred's a young man who's who's incredibly gifted at football and is playing his trade. Is fortunate enough to play his trade, but that fortunate is fortunate because I'm sure he's worked hard his whole life and made lots of sacrifices because yeah. he wouldn't have got that far. So how can you how can you someone stand there or sit there from the crowd and do think that it's acceptable to do that? No, it's hard, but yeah, listen, yeah. the good thing is that I spoke to him, he's yeah. alright, you know. Of course, upset of seeing yeah. all the images and uh, the video, but this situation did not affect him. Mm. You know, he's, he's alright, very positive, he's, he was focused on the game. Yeah, which is well, it's good he didn't see it at all, really. Uh, I know man, he received many, many kind messages from friends, family, asking how he was feeling. But he said, listen, I'm okay. Mm. I, this is not going to affect me. I think mm. it's, it's going to affect more the, the person who did that to me than my <laughs> Absolutely. But it's for sure. This is how you have to react sometimes. Yeah. But I, I know every case is a different case. Mm -hmm. You have to treat us, you know, every day when this kind of situation happens. Mm. You, you have to fight against it, you know, to stop, you know, mm. repeat and repeat over and over again. Mm. Works, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's um, very sad that it's happened. Yeah. Um, but it's good. To, it's a shame because Fred actually had a really good game. Yes, <laughs> I think this. I when, <clears throat> for example, if you focus in a, in the the racism abuse, you forget how good he plays the game. Mm. You know, not only him but the team as mm. well. Well, incredible game. They like Manchester United under Alex Ferguson that you used to play against. Yeah, I think they they had a very good game, very solid. He had. I think my, my, maybe my opinion. I some friends sent me a message that was like his best game. Yeah, the club very solid. But um, this is what he was needing. You know, the in the team um, play more games mm. in a row. Now you know, so I think he has played quite a lot of games in a sequence. He's been more confident and uh, understand more how. How managed the situation, you know, uh, in the position, he's confident and happy. Mm. Right? Part of all, he's happy in the club. It's the most important thing. Enjoying life in Manchester? He's alright, he's alright. The first season was hard, 
he knew that, we knew that. But he's adapting, he's doing everything to adapt and feel comfortable, he's happy with his family, his wife and his son, and um, enjoy being in the, in the club, adapt to the life there. It's okay, it's okay, he's happy. Cool. <coughs> cool. <coughs> so, we got no points. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Our results have been you know, so, so bad. Uh, <coughs> and then Villa, Versus Leicester, <coughs> you had two one. I had three one. And to be fair, I got the closest we've ever come to predicting a score because it was four one. So I was only one goal away. Um, but there's no point in getting any credit for that because we still didn't get it right. So we now there was one two all last week. I uh, won all last week. Two all this week. And I think unless we get something right this week, we've got to do some sort of forfeit or there's something to happen. If you don't saw this, we have, we're going to pay a penalty. We've got to pay something. Penalty. Something. Yeah, exactly. It's got to, we think maybe you can send us some suggestions of what, what we do to deserve. Or we, we change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe the suggestion will be stop the punishment will be you're punishing us by making us listen to this shit. <laughs> so, <coughs> um, so, yeah, Arsenal had their first win in two months when we spoke about that. Yeah. Uh, then this week's games Liverpool versus Watford. Another prediction. Let's see if we get something right. There we go. What's we yours? Got, <laughs> I've got. Do you know what? All the results at the moment aren't making any sense. So Watford at the bottom of the league, Liverpool at the top of the league. So I'm going to go one on. <laughs> it makes no sense. It makes sense. It makes no sense. But none of well, none of our predictions yet. Makes yeah, sense. but it's, it's, well, like now with Liverpool, you know, it's, I put three new. Okay. Yeah, I'll go for. Let's see. You know, it'll be like eight all in it. Yeah, that's what it'll finish. It'll be eight all. <laughs> Um, Let's see. Manchester United versus Everton. What do you reckon? Put 2 1 Manchester United. Uh, 3 2. We've actually got a bonus bet on this. I think Fred's going to score. So we've got a side bet of £10 that I think Fred's going to score. So he's probably not even going to get played. Right. He's probably going to get dropped. We'll go right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arsenal, Man City. Oh. How do you think? Oh, you're going to go for an Arsenal win, right? 3-1, Arsenal. I'm very positive. Of course you are. Yeah, deluded, actually. but positive. <laughs> no, I'm not deluded. <laughs> I have to be positive. Okay. Come on, Arsenal. Go on, the guns. Uh, I'm going to go 3-1, Manchester City. Unbelievable, mate. You see, Throw the friend out. I have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lives in the real world. <laughs> um, Chelsea versus Bournemouth. I go for draw. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Uh, I have to go 2-0. Uh, Leicester, Norwich. Two new Leicester. A three-one Leicester. Let's see if they right or there's close. Some, there's some awful scores coming in. <laughs> yeah. <'Cause> it, it, <coughs> if you don't get something better than what we had, it can't get any worse. We well, can get worse, but not much. It can be worse. Much worse. Hey, the, ball has to, the ball has to bounce on the bottom before it comes back up again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to chat about? I think Portuguese. It's all good today. Oh, it's so good. That's great. Nice. It's, uh, I would, if you leave us, they, we have a lot of uh, things to say. We talk, I don't know, for hours. But yeah. I think it was good for today. So, thank you very much for watching it. Once again, hope you like it. Team, thank you for coming. Once again. Always a pleasure, mate. I hope to see you soon in Brighton. Absolutely. You're always welcome, Danny. Fantastic. Hope you like it. Go there, like it, and subscribe.
be fantastic to have you follow us. See you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, bye-bye.